there, Lollygaggers. First show of the new year. <laughs> First show, new year, 2023. Joined uh, by uh, Matthew Irby here on Lollygagging Sports. I, of course, am Bo Reed, your host every week. Uh, we are down one Lollygagger. Though, Irby, uh, Samantha could not make the show uh, this week, but that's okay. She uh, is definitely going to be ready for the playoffs, unlike one Odell Beckham Jr. Hey, yeah, there you go. I, I, I think that's the best way to say it. She, she has performed so well on the show that she got a bye week. She did get a bye uh, week. We're in playoff seed. She's, she's the number one seed. Got a bye. We got to duke it out here to see who. No, that's. <laughs> we will, we will miss. Samantha, it's always fun to have her on here. It is a blast, but we will soldier on. We will soldier on. Unlike Odell Beckham. Oh, no, well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just really no chance of us, either one of us, being the one seed. But that's okay. That's okay. The one seed doesn't always win the Super Bowl. But we're just getting, we're just, I think we're already geared up for the playoffs. But we still have one week to go. And it's going to be crazy thanks to some shenanigans between the Eagles and the Vikings and, and all those guys in the NFC. So we're going <laughs> to do our best to set the stage for that. Um, but but you know, before we get into that, Irby, let's talk a little bit about this college football playoff national championship game that's coming up uh, on the 9th, which is you know ridiculous. What is that, eight days, nine days in between the semifinals and the final? Why aren't they playing it on Saturday? Let's just start there. Why, why, why are we having to wait all the way until Monday? Well, this is the ESPN. I, you know, ESPN. This is essentially their their Monday night football. You know, their Monday night has ended with games, and then they're going to do this one. So that's why we get the Monday night instead of any Saturday night. Which now the NFL has two Saturday games. So I don't. I. Including a Saturday night game, like whatever. This is so, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. Um, get to watch some football. The the, the semifinals were interesting. Um, definitely some <laughs> Ivy League basketball scores in these games. There's a couple. Defense, defense was not a conversation. That's <laughs> we're having. Golly. <laughs> we are. We just. You know what? When you reach this point. Of the college football season, do you really need to play defense? I mean, we're, we're just going to outscore each other. That's what we're going to do. We're, it's going to be a boat race. And everyone's excited. Like, you know, it, what was interesting, let's, I guess, start with TCU Michigan. The third quarter, we, we all knew how good Michigan had been this season in the second half. I don't think we quite realized how good TCU has been. Well, maybe that's a bad way of putting it. We couldn't, we didn't really think about it because of how good Michigan's been. But you really did have two second-half teams going at it, and the third quarter was just punch, punch, punch. There was no blocking going on whatsoever. It was just punch, punch, punch. And, and hey, you know what? All this talk about referees and all this other nonsense in that game, give TCU some credit. Every time Michigan got close, they had an answer, and that's why they won that football game. Oh yeah, this is this is the the TCU and the the Big Twelve fans, the you know, Big Twelve fans. This didn't shock us what what TCU did. I mean, they, they were they grinded out. They they did that all season long. Um, and then a game like this. Now I, the fact Michigan because what this game was twenty one to six at the halftime. 
the fact Michigan was able to bounce right back in and, and get in this game pretty quickly. I mean, I, I know it took a while to get, but they were in it mm-hmm. pretty quick. Is not shocking to any of us. No, just because you look at what Michigan. I mean, Michigan couldn't do anything right the whole first quarter. Looked at, down and out, and then a pick six. Say, damn. All right, you're going to do that. And, I mean, it was, this is 14 nothing at the end of one, and then 21-6. But, yeah, 44 points in that third quarter you're speaking about. That was um, <laughs> that was something else. I mean, that was, we had four touchdowns in inside of three minutes. And that's something you – know, we'll see that sometimes at the end of a second quarter or at the end of a fourth quarter. But this is the end of the third. Like, there's still 15 minutes to play. Like, nobody had to really rush through this thing. But boy, they 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 ran down the field like it was nothing, and, and the defense was a an issue. But yeah, forty four points. I mean, that that had to be Jeff Saturday had to be watching this, going, "Oh yeah, we could do that on the on the bad end." <laughs> <laughs> then we yeah, then of course we get the we get the Ohio State Georgia game, which was also starting to look like an upset, and almost was, almost was. Now, now if you want to look at either one of these games as a heartbreaking type game. Then I guess you'd have to go with Ohio State and the missed kick as time expired that would have propelled them to that matchup with TCU in the championship game. Uh, what the hell happened with that kick? You know, obviously we're not going to spend too much time on what happened on Saturday because that's old news. We're going to talk about the game coming up. But I wanted to ask you about the kick. What, what do you think happened? Did he just get a little overzealous with his right leg and pull it? Because the hold looked fine. The snap looked fine. I, so this is, um, I, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, if you watch uh, Noah Ruggles go out there for the kick, and then there's the timeout, um, if you look after that, there's a quick substitution. It's me out there, actually, um, performing oh. that. Yeah, and that's why there was no chance, because that's, well, that's disappointing. exactly what, yeah. <laughs> that was, I expect, I, you know, it's, I expect more yeah. out of you, man. I mean, I understand. No, you that were... was good for me. That was good for me. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, dear. It's just like my golf swing. It's, it's. I, you know what, that is, that's tough for, I, I do feel for Noah Ruggles there, a senior, like that's how it ends. That, yeah. that is how, yeah. um, and, and he's, the kid's pretty good, so there is definitely some, some potential to make the next level, but yeah, man, that is, that's tough to end up, and, and what's crazy is, is he had just made a 48-yarder two, two, what, two minutes and 43 seconds before that. Right. The 243 left, he made a 48-yarder. Mm-hmm. This was, what was it, 50? Like yeah. That's, yeah, it was two that's, yards. That's what was crazy to me. It's, like, it's not like he was kicking a 58 yards. Like, okay, he's got to put a little extra on. Like, 48 to 50 is like, you don't have to do much more here. That's what was crazy about me is because that was, I mean, it was, I mean, they were never had a chance off his foot. It was, that was, that was strange. That yeah. was strange from such a, solid college kicker that he just I, – I, I immediately – I think I texted you and a few other people going, did he hit the laces? You did. Like, what happened yeah. there? So, man, that was yeah, – that's, that's tough. You, you go back like, – you look at the replay like, oh, no, no, he just no. – Good snap, good hole. It's, that is uh, – yeah. So – but you knew we had to have one of those because that was – I thought it was going to happen in the first game. We were, we were at a party, a New Year's Eve party. Um, and, and when TCU got the three and out, they punted, and Michigan started moving down the field. I was looking at friends going, here we go. We've seen this story. And instead, it's Georgia that does it. Um, 
with which I love Stetson Bennett's comments that he as soon as he threw that touchdown pass, he he immediately celebrated, looked at the clock, and went, "Crap, that's too much time." (laughs) (laughs) He was almost right. (laughs) All right, well let's take a look real briefly before we get into. Uh, some NFL content. Uh, let's take a look at that championship game because I, because I, I I think it might. And obviously, you know, I could be off my rocker here. You'll let me know if I am. But this really might be contingent on whether Georgia makes the same mistake that Michigan made. Because you look at TCU, especially the way they played that semifinal game, and it's a big play offense. And Michigan, for whatever reason, kept blitzing and selling out that coverage and we're getting burned time and time and they never adjusted to that and that's why TCU kept putting up points in the second half and I'm wondering if Georgia is going to they, they certainly have to the personnel to do it to be able to pay to play more coverage than blitz more coverage than stunt more coverage than hey we got to get to the quarterback though we're gonna we're gonna step back here and make sure the quarterback doesn't hit that big play does it doesn't get past our safeties that's what Georgia, to me, is going to have to do. Uh, otherwise, we may be looking at quite an upset come Monday night if they don't. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point um, for, for TCU of, of what you're going to do. Because TCU, the, the thing about this TCU team, and there's two aspects of them that I'm real curious to see. I The, the injury status of Kendra Miller uh, played yeah. in the first half, got hurt, did not play in the second half, and TCU was basically down to one running back that entire second half. And Max Duggan did not have a good game. Let's just let's, let's just put that out. I mean, he it was not good. 14 to 29, 225, two touchdowns, two picks. And, and he had a handful of rushes. Stuff. So it was not good. So TCU won their bowl game with one running back and their Heisman finalist quarterback not having a good game. So that alone right there is the bulletin board. I mean, that, that Georgia should be taking that serious enough. Um, the, the, the flip side, Georgia's defense is a lot better than what just happened. And, and yeah. Ohio State, Stroud did an amazing job of picking apart that secondary. That, that was the most shocking thing for me is that Georgia secondary looked bad. Like, like they, they looked lost. They looked bad. They weren't communicating. I don't know what that issue is. Because Ohio State's known for their quick offense, so I don't understand how you were not prepared for that. So that's going to be a big thing for me. I I still hold on to I I think Georgia. I've said it since the beginning. I think Georgia's a, a, a tier above everybody, and they just took Ohio State's best shot and survived. Mm-hmm. And Georgia didn't play a clean game. Like that wasn't a great game from Georgia. Georgia can play better than that. So. I don't know. I both teams, <laughs> which is crazy when you look at the number of points that Georgia and TCU put up. It's like, and both of them could play better. So I, I don't think this is going to be a game in the forties and fifties. Um, I sure hope we don't get a full blown defensive game where it's like nine to six. <laughs> which wouldn't that be our luck? <laughs> that would be our luck. Um, yeah, yeah but I also don't love the line, and I, and I know we're not big on the line and the betting line and all that stuff, but. Opened up at thirteen and now it's twelve and a half. Man, that's a that's a that's a spit in the face to TCU. Yeah, I, you know, I still think I'd put the line at like you know, six and a half for this one. That's where I would put it. Uh, I, I could be talked into setting the line at three and a half, 
But I definitely don't go above six and a half. So, so yeah, I can give you the touchdown. That right there, that six and a half, which is basically the seven. You just do that for betting purposes. But yes, I can, yeah. you can give me, you can talk me into the touchdown. Sure, twelve and a half. Man, that is what's, okay. what's, what's bad is it's come down from thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's sad. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into some of this NFL uh, content. Uh, let, let's start with. Uh, week 18 is is on tap. Jaguars are playing the Titans. I think I think we're still here where the the Jaguars are rising and the Titans are falling here, Irby. I think that's where we're at. Is that going to be? Is that? Is, are we going to see a culmination of that? Like I, I guess Saturday night. Is that what they're playing Saturday night? Yeah, that's the Saturday night game. Right. Yeah. So is, is that what we're going to see? We're going to, we're going to see the Jaguars finish off the Titans. Uh, yes, I, I I think that's what happens in this game. I just I mean the two teams going in the exact opposite directions, um, and have been for quite quite some time. I mean it was six game losing streak for Tennessee right now. Tennessee, who we didn't think had a great start to the season, and we weren't sure how good this team is. We all thought they would win it. Win that division, but they got to seven and three, and we all kind of, oh, yep, here's the Tennessee we've seen before, and they're getting right back to where they've been the last, what, four years. Mm-hmm. So it was no shock to us of the Texans are in full rebuild mode. Indianapolis has no clue what they're doing. And Jacksonville at the time was, um, what were they? They were, they were three and seven, four game lead. And, and so, but then here, man, six game losing streak. Like that is, Literally, <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. Seven and three, and you're now seven and nine. Fortunately, you are in a win game that you can win and get a home playoff game. But no, I teams going in completely different directions. I and and Jacksonville's not doing this by beating nothing. I mean, last week it was yes, they beat up on Houston. But mm-hmm. they've beaten the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Titans in this run that they've had. So I love you know in Jacksonville, yeah, and and you know Tannehill's still out, so you're going with Josh Dobbs for Tennessee, and we saw what that looked like last Thursday against Dallas, and it wasn't pretty at all. And I assume he's getting. I mean, if they're getting Derrick Henry back, he probably will be a little better. But no, I'm. I think this is changing to the guard, and this is Jacksonville's. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. With I guess we don't have to pick it. <laughs> Apparently, there's some rain. I, I don't know. You're, you're the Florida guy. Like, there's some rain coming. That could. It's Florida. There's always rain. There's always rain. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just, just um, real quick. Real quick. Just a little thing. Okay. Because you know, Florida does have this reputation as being a, the sunshine state, and it does shine a lot. But it also rains a lot. <laughs> so. It's not a shock that there's rain in the forecast. There's rain in every forecast in Florida. Okay, so don't read too much into that. I, I don't. No. I mean, yeah, it, maybe maybe that throws a wrench into it, and 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 things can work out. But like, I just what we saw last week from Tennessee. I know that you've gotten a full week with with Dobbs at quarterback, but there's nothing against him. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening because this is it's a bad bad losing streak. Um, which includes a loss to the Texans. So, yeah, not not going in a good direction at all. 
All right, well, let's let's flip it over to, to Jacksonville. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence just a little bit because we've seen him. You know, he, I don't think he was over the top like bad coming into the season. Like, like you know, he, 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 we're going to call it the Urban Meyer effect, okay? It was the Urban Meyer effect on Trevor Lawrence um, in Jacksonville last season. So now, now you get Doug Peterson in. And Doug Peterson seems to have righted the, not just the Jacksonville Jaguars ship, but the big piece of that is Trevor Lawrence is starting to play like I think we thought he would. Now, it's only his second year, so I don't think you should. Anyone should get down on the guy for taking this long to really start to show his stuff. A lot of quarterbacks take their first year, and they don't really show all that much. But here we are with Trevor How much of this is Doug Peterson? How much of it is just Trevor Lawrence growing at a natural rate? Hey, it's a good combination of both. Like like Peterson, we've seen the success before. Um, I mean, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have to go far to see what Carson Wentz and Nick Foles have been doing this season. That's, yes, in the so very true. few games they've gotten into. <laughs> when not really, so, like, so if he true. can win with those guys, yeah. It, um, but, I mean, it's, I didn't understand the, 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 the hating on Trevor last year. Like, it, yes, it wasn't. Great, but Jacksonville wasn't trying to win. He, he was a rookie. Like any anybody needs a history lesson for for our younger audience here. Need a history lesson. Go back and look at Peyton Manning's rookie year. Oh yeah. Okay. Go back and look at that, and you then quickly go. Oh, okay. So this isn't. Don't worry. Like it takes time, you know. And 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 you hope that it doesn't take as long as like Geno Smith. He's finally figuring it out. But hey. He's finally doing it. Good for him. But Trevor, yeah, this is this is a nice direction. You know, the the mm-hmm. it's almost like we got you know, and, and it's tough, and this one's gonna hurt you a lot, poor little salt in your wound as well. But it's the Dak Prescott year, his rookie year. Mm-hmm. It's like ever since we've had that, we've had this and I see we as a collective we of this this thought of well the rookie quarter, you know, yeah, he you should be like Dak. Like well, no. Like no. sometimes you get lightning in a bottle, but that doesn't mean that's who you are. And is this Trevor? Like, is this what we're going to see going forward? Maybe, you know, because this is solid. Can he get better? Yeah. You know, well, like, the there's enough there. He can get better, but this is, this is, I, I think this is what we're, we're, we are seeing a young man who took some punches. He took some lumps last year and he learned from them. And that's all you have to do. It's all you have to do is learn from those mistakes. It's also telling that we're still waiting on Dak Prescott to be rookie Dak Prescott again. Like that that was such a, a anomaly yeah. of a year, you know. So um yeah. <laughs> But no, I agree with that I think it's both and, and you know, I, I really hope uh especially with the way it looks like Doug Pearson's turning around Jacksonville. Start giving the man a little bit, the, the, the actual credit he's due. I don't think he I don't he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles and everyone was focused on Nick Foles and the Philly special. And then, what, how long? It wasn't long after that, that that the Eagles fired him. So, how about we give a little credit to the man? That's all I'm saying. A little bit more credit for Doug Peterson. He he deserves it. He's earned it. Yes, isn't this a crazy thing? And this this really should show. And I'm going to go beyond football. I'm going to go all professional sports. Of the Peterson has proven, you know, the success that he can have. And he and he's doing it again here, in in Jacksonville. 
Philadelphia, yes, you know, stumbled for a minute when they got rid of them, but they're right back at it. And and it shows I, I love how that shows of we we get caught up in these names and it's well there's this one player and we, and if he's on your and, and and it's probably less in the NBA. NBA you really do need to have a superstar on your team to be successful, but that's also just five on the court for pretty much the bulk of the game. You know, hockey, yes, there's six on the court at a time, or six on the ice at a time, but there's line changes all the time. They're not out there. The Ovechkins are not out there all the time. Basketball, it is. It's the Currys are out there. The the Luka Doncic's are out there the whole time. Not obviously the entire, but pretty much. And football, it between coaching, between 11 guys out there, I mean, it, it, it just shows it really is an environment thing. And and it, it and it has less and less to do with with the talent. It, it's the environment thing. It's buying into the team, because you can have all the talent in the world, but if you, everybody's not buying in, it's not going to succeed. I mean, my gosh, look look at what's going on in San Francisco right now with Mister Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. and, and and so it's Peterson, the voice that he's bringing, the the, the what what Jacksonville is buying into. That's the big thing here is they're buying into it. And, and can Peterson be the guy that leads them to a Super Bowl? We don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. But the expectations in Jacksonville are not that high right now. Right now it's, oh, my gosh. I mean, I, if you'd have told Jacksonville fans at the beginning of the year, you're going you're, you're gonna to win nine and win the division, they're going nuts. They're going crazy. Right. And, and all of us are sitting there going, nine wins going to win that division? Uh-oh. Uh, we're looking at Tennessee and Indianapolis going, uh-oh, yeah, what's about uh-oh. to happen here? And, and that's the beautiful thing is we, 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 we talk about these teams that are the best and the worst, and we act like there's this huge gap between them. There's not. There really is not. It, it, it is the, when you get to the tip of the sword in professional sports, that gap between the, the best team and the worst team is actually very small, mm-hmm. and it comes down to – Full commitment. It comes down to execution. It comes down to buying into each other. That makes the difference. Well, we've already picked this one. Uh, <laughs> we did that earlier in our discussion. See what happens when Samantha's out? This is, th- things like this. This is what happens when you leave us unsupervised. For those that missed that, uh, we were we both picked uh, Jack- Jacksonville. To- yeah, yeah, there was no... <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't like that you're saying that the unsupervised because when when her and I are unsupervised, we're on the same issue sometimes. So the common denominator there is me. No, I don't like this. <laughs> no comment. All right, Lions Packers. This game, uh, thanks to the Vikings laying an egg in Green Bay uh, on Sunday. Uh, this game. Has a lot of, of, of implications. Uh, the, the Lions and the Packers, you know, they win, they're in. So we could actually see uh, a Packers team that started out just abysmally bad. Who, do, who does seem to have gotten hot at the right time. Suddenly back their way into the playoffs here, Irby. But they still got to beat the Lions. And, and these ain't the same old Lions that the Packers have been playing. Yeah, well, and, and let me clarify something real quick. I have a big issue with what's happened with this. I get the flexing out 
the 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 NBC game, the last game. Look, the, the the reason we have so many games at noon and we have these games at the same time, you know, we, we see this in in soccer as well, where it's playing at the same time. So there's no it reduces the competitive advantage. The teams are not allowed to. Well, we're going to wait and see what happens in this game, and then we'll decide what we do. And that that's that's exactly what should be happening. And we're not getting that this time because. Like you said, this game should be win and you get in. But if Seattle at three, you know, in the afternoon game, if Seattle beats the Rams, the Lions are eliminated. And and I I I can't stand that. Then this game should this game could have easily been, you know, win and you're in, and, and that would be great. And if it is, then it should be here. But when that went away, this game should have been the afternoon game because now it really will matter. Because it, it, we will know before this game starts, or right as it starts, Detroit will know if you're in or not, if you even have a chance to get in or not. So I'm I'm full blown on no sorry Seattle, no offense, but I'm all for the Rams. All right, beat Seattle, then this becomes a win and you get in game. Yeah, but big issue with how that happened. So hopefully it's <laughs> Rams take care of business and we get the win and you get in here because kind of kind of cheer for Detroit here, love it. Love what they've been putting together lately. Um, you know, they, they kind of laid that goose egg against, you know, Carolina a couple weeks ago on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, really, you know, a game that if you'd have won, then you're in even better shape here and you control your own destiny. But you didn't. So, I yeah, love these two getting that back at it. And, and hopefully this is a fun Sunday night game. Um, even if it is like the first one. You remember their first matchup was 15 to 9. So we might get another one of those, just a defensive battle. But hey, that's fine with me. Oh, this is the this is the part of the year where you really get into these 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 scenarios. Okay, uh, so as you mentioned, Lions they win at the Packers and the Seahawks lose. The Lions are in. Uh, there are other ways they could tie the Packers and the Seahawks lose versus the Rams, or they could tie the Packers and the Rams and Seahawks tie and. The Commanders beat the Cowboys. So, I mean, there, there, there's three different avenues right there for the Lions, man. Yeah, and, and don't make the jokes about the ties here at the end because we saw that last year <laughs> when, the, when the Chargers didn't understand that. Don't take that time out. The Raiders are playing for the tie, and you both are in. But instead, we got what we got. But, well, this is the Yeah, seven. this is... Yeah, I, exactly. This is the seven. This is this is this is the uh, who knows what happened. And and the beautiful thing too is is these are two teams coming in hot. You know that's another reason why I hope this because this is a I, I you know the Packers were three and one at one point, but they were four and eight not long ago. And the Lions, like you mentioned, were one and six, one and six. Like we were looking at the Lions, going, "Cool, great. Guess you're playing for next year already." Let's get you know go ahead and get yourself a good draft pick, but then they got that winner of Green Bay and they got hot in there. So yeah, this is this is I think this should be a great matchup. Well, let's talk about the uh, the Lions real quick before we get into um, another question about the see that I want to ask you. Um, let's talk about the Lions' competitive window. Is this a one-off year for them, or is their window actually opening? Man, I hope it's opening. I, I really do hope it's opening, and, and, and I feel like it is. 
Um, this is this is such a weird thing because we we did talk about this when they began that winning streak. Is it one and six? You're kind of like, all right, boom, working for next year. Jared Goff's not your guy. But now you're having that conversation of, okay, do we stick with Jared Goff? Do we keep him around? Do you make a change? You know, if if you make the playoffs <laughs> after a nice little break from the playoffs. <laughs> Um, if you win a playoff game after not having won one since what ninety one, mm-hmm. I, I you know you're bringing golf back. You're you're sticking with golf, and is that the long term answer? No, yeah. maybe it's the answer for now, but it's not the long term answer. Mm-mm. But what else is around with the, with the I, the offensive line? You know, Penny Sewell, the draft pick last, the first round draft pick last year. I, him and, and Taylor Deckard, I love that tackle combination. You know, that is a, that is a solid crew. Yeah, Jamal Williams I, looks like an everyday running back. De- De- DeAndre Swift had to be the guy last year, but he's more of the, the, the third down guy, the, the, the off guy. And, you know, and we're, seeing, <laughs> we're seeing wide receiver play. My gosh, you know, Lions fans have been dying for an everyday wide receiver that can do something since Megatron retired. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this window's opening. What they do with that opening gets very interesting. Um, and, and I realize I just said Penesil. Obviously, their first-round draft pick last year was uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Penesil was the year before, but you get what I'm saying. You're back-to-back first-round picks on guys on the one yard of real estate that you love, Bo. Oh, I and, love that, yeah. We've seen that work for how many teams that are competing right now. And here is a coach, a, a, a head coach that these guys love playing for, and you're adding pieces, you're adding pieces down low for them. I, yes, this is opening the window. The question will be, what do you do with that open window? And will it be Jared Goff? Is Jared Goff the guy that can get you there? Because he couldn't get the Rams there. So I, I, that's what will be very interesting. But to circle back and long answer what you were saying <laughs> – Yes, the window is opening for the Detroit Lions. This is not a flash in the pan. Yeah, you know, I'm going to agree with you on this. I'm also going to put the – I think you were putting a caveat on this that they had, they had to figure out quarterback. Because I, I'm not sold on golf either. I don't think that's the long-term solution for Detroit uh, in this window that they are opening. But I do think it's here. And I'm very – there's one of those teams. Uh, I, I want to I obviously see – do they make the playoffs? How do they play in the playoffs? You know, all the, all that fun stuff. But I'm probably paying a lot more, a, a closer attention to the Lions in, when it comes to draft day, draft weekend, excuse me. I forgot it's the NFL. Um, I'm paying more attention to the Lions than I usually do to see how they continue to build this roster. Well, and there's the great thing working for the Lions is yeah, as wonderful as this is, and sure, your your first-round picks moving back as you're making the playoffs and everything, except for the fact that you love that the Rams keep losing because you have their first-round draft pick. So they're going to have a high draft pick in this. And so, yeah, and that just double down adds to the, yes, this window is opening. They are moving in the right direction. They are moving forward. But like I, you said it perfectly. Yeah, it's the caveat of what's the answer at quarterback? <laughs> Well, I think there's already speculation that it's going to be heavy quarterback first round this draft. So, I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, of these two teams, Lions, Packers, 
Obviously, one of them is going to have to go on the road and face a division winner, and you know they're the, they're the seven, so they're go- they're going to get the two. They're go- they're going to get one of three teams. We're going to get to the NFC playoff picture here in a second, but they're go- they're go- they're going to get really one of three teams. Um, so they're going to go on the road, play a division winner. Which one? Now I'm not saying either one of them could do this, but which one? Would you say is more likely, not likely, just of these two, more likely of these two to, to have an upset of that division winner? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat just a little bit on my answer, but I'll give you a solid answer. It, it will depend on who the opponent is, obviously, because of what Detroit, how the Detroit goes about. There are certain opponents that Detroit could face where they definitely are the team. But short answer, if you're making me just pick one or two, I'm going to pick Green Bay just because Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not the Aaron Rodgers that he used to be, but lately they've been. They're on this nice little winning streak. Now, tap the brakes on this winning streak. You've beaten the Bears, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. And, and I know quickly someone would go, well, you have the Vikings record. No, they're one of the most fraudulent teams we see. So you've beaten four not-so-great teams because, Miami, you've done it with quarterback issues as well. And the Rams and the Bears are not good. You, you lost, and then it was close losses to Tennessee and, and Philadelphia, and they did find a way to beat Dallas that began this streak. So you haven't beaten any good teams. <laughs> That's the one thing for Green Bay. But because of Aaron Rodgers, because of the points that they can put up, because of what this offense can do, Yes, this is definitely something that can be I, – I, I, they can pull it upset, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think this is the Aaron Rodgers effect. I mean, I, I'm not expecting Goff to go in and knock off Dallas, Minnesota, or, or San Francisco, um, or Philly. I guess it would be four teams. We have to talk about four teams here in a second. Um, but, no, I, I, Aaron Rodgers for me is that is that X factor, and that's that's the one that's more likely to do it. Will he do it? Doubtful. But, hey, you never know. All right, let's pick this one then. Lions or Packers? <laughs> um, so I, I'm i going to pick Hart overhead just because it's been fun, and we all thought they were dead in the water at one and six. So I'm going Lions. Why not? Bring it. Bring on the fun. Like, like they're just fun to watch. They're fun to cheer for. Um I know that's one Samantha's been big on this one too, so definitely I think we can we can easily proxy her vote here for the Lions as well. But yeah, go Detroit, get it done. Yeah, hopefully they're in a situation where it actually matters, and then a Detroit win doesn't mean Seattle gets in. So yeah, uh, unfortunately I don't see the Rams <laughs> beating Seattle, so I don't think it is going to matter. Uh, it will, it'll matter in terms of the Lions to keep the Packers out, which is probably what they would want to do as well. But I'm also going to take the Lions here. If nothing else, just to keep the Packers out. Can we just do that? Damn, uh, yeah, I think we, definitely. I, I think we just lost some more Green Bay fans, man. It's okay. I, the, the two of them that were left, yeah. Well, I, I, hey, the one I'm gonna, we brought in a lot, I'm going to you know, bother them a little bit. But I'm very disappointed in how football team ended the season. Oh. You benched Heineke and you benched your chances. That was that was embarrassing. What what Washington's done the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and now and and now, apparently they they, they were they were first going to go back to Heineke, 
And Heineke said, now let's give the kid the start. So they're going with the rookie against Dallas. <laughs> Which it. makes sense. Now that you've eliminated yourself, <laughs> not, not been eliminated. No, that like, makes like, sense. Let's... But I don't. Yeah. why the hell did you go to Carson Wentz when your season was on the line? I'm never going to understand that. No. No, that, that is the I, – I, I don't know. Maybe Carson is a great practice quarterback, and you just see what he does in practice, and you're like, okay, yes, yes. But it's like, come on. There's enough of him lately – on the field that you can't be, you can't seriously. And, and, and what drives me up a wall is that you did this after what Heineke went through and did in San Francisco, and the hottest defense in the league at the time you went there and hung around for a half. Mm-hmm. And it was the second half that the Niners defense took over and the offense got their legs and pulled away. Yeah. And, be, and and to do that, like, you weren't expected to win that game, period. So why are you taking that like that? I just couldn't. I just could not with what are you doing with this, you know, I mean, two-game non three-game non-winning streak. You had the tie and then the loss to the Giants, which there was some officiating issues there. But, man, to, 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 to knee-jerk reaction, that loss in San Francisco uh-huh. and bench Heineke, I, yes, I had no clue. No clue what you're doing there. No idea. Um, and, and did it cost you? I mean, you can literally say that one move very likely cost you the playoff. I, crazy. Well, I don't think there's any question I, it did. Yeah. This is I, – I, and, and now because of where Dallas sits, because of how Philadelphia – it <laughs> had Philadelphia won, Dallas would have been locked in at the five, and Dallas is then resting everybody today. Yeah. You know, you, this week, then you would have been able to beat them, and you're in. But that's not how this played out. And and oddly enough, now we're getting this game that two weeks ago we thought that would be the situation. Washington gets an easy win while Dallas is resting everyone. Instead, it's <laughs> Washington's eliminated, and Dallas is still playing for one through five. <laughs> yeah, that's isn't that amazing. <clears throat> Just briefly. Let's get into the chaos that is the NFC playoff picture. All because the Eagles couldn't be the adults in the room and lock up the one seed. Now you've got all kinds of scenarios. All right, the Eagles can still clinch everything with a win. They're playing the six-seeded Giants. Who were I the Giants? Were I Brian Dable? I'd be I'd be treating this like a playoff game just to get my team ready for actual playoff games. That's what that's how I would handle. So we'll see. He's being very secretive about his plans on who's going to play and what they're going to do and this and that. Okay, but the Eagles are playing the Giants. A Giants team that's, that's, that seems to have righted their ship after a few weeks of being wobbly. Now they're playing the Eagles. If they beat the Eagles, then the 49ers are a win and you're the one seed situation. Well, if they both lose, Dallas is your win and your one seed. The Vikings, I don't think, can get there. So it's really those three teams, but you've got an Eagles team that could be anywhere from one, one, first or fifth, a 49ers team that could be first or second, and a Cowboys team that could be first, second, or fifth. That's what we're at. Yeah, <laughs> in the NFC, and we have no idea how this is going to shake out. 
Uh, no, yeah, this is this is this is crazy. And yes, I, I you are correct. I believe it is that yeah, Philly is Philly. No matter what, would stay ahead of Minnesota, right? So all they need is yeah, a combination of the losses there, a win, and, and the losses from those guys. But um, I, I actually Philadelphia if either one Dallas or San Francisco loses, even if they lose, they just need at least one of them to lose, and they and they've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is this this is crazy. Sorry, it, it's just <laughs> I don't know what. And it's fun. Hey, it's great. We all get to sit here and enjoy this. Um, the Giants thing intrigues me of what they're going to do because they are locked in at the six seed no right. matter what happens. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I, and I was pretty adamant earlier in the week about, yeah, they're going to rest. Anybody that's possibly hurt probably is still going to rest um, just because that, duh, of course you would do that. And there's a really good chance, the way it's playing out, that you're going to get the three-seeded Minnesota. And I don't think the Giants are scared of Minnesota right now. Would you be? I, I wouldn't be. No. No, no, no. But I, I like what you said about, no, yes, that's true, but still, they're in, they need to stay in playoff mindset. And then that's true. That you stay in playoff mindset and you do play to win the game. Mm-hmm. Here, um, when it comes, you know, push comes to shove at the very end, it might be Philadelphia, but the Giants are going to play a competitive game. They're going to play to win this game. Regardless, you know, even if you lose, it doesn't matter. You're the six, but you want to stay sharp. You want to stay crisp like that. Um, so that's what I, I think Philly pulls this off and gets that one seed. But San Francisco, you know, you've got a situation here where you've got the third-string quarterback in Arizona, and they looked pretty pitiful last week too. So the Niners should be able to take care of business there. Mm-hmm. You know, I the thing for San Francisco is that they will know. Is that no, 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 no. That's the, the NFC. Yeah, the – Dallas and the whole East is playing at the afternoon time, so it'll all be at once. Um, so that will be a lot of fun yes, it will be. in the yeah. afternoon to see how everything's going to play out. I, the Vikings will have already played. Uh, we will have that game. They will play Chicago, although we can go ahead and mark that as a win because even Justin Fields isn't playing. So <laughs> let's go ahead and mark that. The, the Vikings will get the 13-4. and four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, it, outside of that, we're all over the map because if San Francisco takes the loss – they can drop back down to three. <laughs> Minnesota move back up to two. Mm-hmm, right. So that that's what's fun. Yeah, it'll be a fun afternoon yeah. of how all this plays out um, because, I mean, and like you've mentioned, the Dallas factor is still there. Like, Dallas needs a lot to happen, but yeah. crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, but it's it's – the NFC is just all kinds of – Wild and crazy! I can't wait for Sunday. It's just going to be a blast watching how this all. Because right now it looks like it looks like a big mess, and by the end of the day Sunday we should have all of our pieces in place, and it's time for the tournament. How we get there is going to be very entertaining in the NFC. So, all right. Well, we did have one more topic, um, and uh, it's it's of course it's it's been. The topic that's that's weighed on players, it's weighed on coaching staffs, uh, it's weighed on football fans everywhere. Of course, I'm talking about what happened Monday night. Um, wanted to separate this from the football talk for obvious reasons because we're talking about uh, a young player's life. We're not talking about 
games. We're not talking about playoffs. We're not talking about any of that garbage because in, 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 in the scheme of things, it's garbage. What we saw was scary Monday night. What we saw was jarring Monday night. A player having to be revived on the field. You know, Irby, like, I, I guess let's start here because it's it's one of those situations where you it's you know it can happen. You never expect it to happen. And it did Monday night. And thank God the coaching staff, the training staff, were right there to administer CPR as quickly as they did. That the, the first responders on the field were able to get the, a, the AED on him as quickly as they did. Because if they hadn't, a really awful situation could have gotten a lot worse. Yeah, Bo, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and, and I appreciate how you said that, too, because we, yes, there's conversations about what, what, how this all plays out from the business standpoint, but none of it matters. It really does not matter. I, I understand from a fan, you know, you want to know where your team ends up, but none of it matters. This is life safety first, sports later. Yes, I understand it's a business, but whatever. You know, life safety first. And, and, and DeMar Hamlin's life matters more than anybody who wins whatever trophy, whatever Super Bowl, any of that. DeMar Hamlin's life means more than that. Uh, and, and I, it was a, it was a, Weird night, and I think all of us that watched it, watched it long life, caught up later. We went through multiple emotions. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At times, didn't know how to act, and, and that's normal. Um, I, <laughs> it's it's even weird to talk about. I, I, I talk about my background real quick before I before I answer this. I have a background. I know you know this, and and for the listeners, I. In a lifetime, this lifetime, I was a para firefighter, paramedic. Um, I've never worked on an NFL field before, but I've done 22 CPRs in my life. Um, and I work in emergency management now, so kind of the more higher level and no longer in the trenches anymore. <laughs> um, so I have a little experience of similar situations. And the things that stuck out to me during this is is one is well you said it you said it well you know we never expect this to happen um we prep for these things and i say we is 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 the work that i do we do prep for these things and that's why there are up to 30 40 medical personnel on site um we and i and i say we as a collective we again um we as a society we we respond well to emergencies we respond well to disasters. We've seen that throughout, you know, <laughs> this year, last year, the decade, two decades, whatever you want to say. I mean, you, it doesn't, you don't have to go back far to see that we respond well. And there's a situation, this happens, and we are set up to have an ambulance on the field within two minutes performing life resuscitation. And in a situation, what DeMar went through, the condition that we, hasn't been confirmed, but we all strongly suggest believe what happened. Um, the the sudden traumatic hit um, in, in a condition that typically is seen more in baseball than um, football. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It, it's 
having responders on site within two minutes, you know, it, it highly, highly improves the chances of survival. Um, kudos to that, that first responding team, the doctors, the nurses, everyone. I mean, how everything responded, boom, from life safety was amazing. And, and it's the best that you can do in the situation. And, and we don't know this evening um, where, where Damar is. We hear that he's improving, which is amazing, which is great. Yeah. I think it's something we all love to hear. We don't know where that is right now. It is the priority still and remains. But how all those things progressed was amazing, and that's where we do prep. We, we do respond. I'm sorry. We do respond well. The prep side, you know, we collectively struggle a little bit. We, we, we don't prepare for these things that well. We, don't, we, we, we react to it. We don't prepare for it. And, and that's the, the work that I do as a career, and, and, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love educating on better steps for preparing. And that conversation for the NFL, that conversation for player safety, is a conversation that will happen down the road. It is a conversation that mm-hmm. we we will we will sit here and have that conversation and talk about options, and, and I think it is a conversation that should happen. And there has been some progress, and there's more to be made. But the main thing that came out of this is this game was properly canceled, postponed, whatever you want. Oh to yeah, call it. absolutely. That was the right. Don't really care about the timeline of how that went, but, but we can we can that. I honestly I don't care. Um, what, what's true, what's rumors, all that, it doesn't matter. It was canceled. The players on the field, those that witnessed this, uh, something we've seen in the last few years, in the last decade, that we take this a lot more serious in emergency situations, that those that witness traumatic events, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it is an issue. And, and again, it's not the priority. The main thing is, is DeMar Hamlin. But those that witness this too, the last thing you need to do is go back to work. You know, go go back to, and, and that's what it is. A football game is work. Mm-hmm. For these coaches, for these players, it's work. For these, for the, for the officials too. The last thing they needed to do was go back to work. And so canceling was the right decision. And whether this game gets made up or not, it really doesn't matter nope. because it is Demar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it was a interesting night. Um, I, I keep coming back to, <laughs> I talked about this with a friend today and it, and it's weird. I keep coming back to, it is about DeMar because it is. And, and I don't, I stress that, that everything that we say outside of his life is secondary and it's okay to have these conversations in the right, the right setting of, you know, what's next, what's going forward, you know, what are they going to do? It's okay to have those, but as long as we all understand Jamar Hamlin is all that matters here. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I even was saying that night. It's like I felt for T. Higgins, the player who, right. who mm-hmm. initiated contact. My gosh, there was nothing. I mean, it, it was a routine play, and that, and that's probably what's scary too. It is, and exactly, yes, that's what's scary. And I think we are all still processing that, and that's okay. And it's okay to say it's okay. You know, it, I. Um, last Friday, I was out hiking. I went and did a good half marathon, a 13-mile hike. And while I was on it, there was actually a young lady who was running the trail, tripped and fell, and broke her wrist. And weirdly enough, I just happened to be the former paramedic there with my first aid kit and everything. And I come 
Prolixen through and her and her friend are like, you're like our guardian angel. Like, yeah, I just happen to be here and I'm able to put it together. But the interesting thing for me, and I learned this and, and I practice this in my job and I see so many people that do this too. And it's not just the medical field. It's not just the emergency management. It's anybody can practice this. The biggest thing that I did for her is, is that when sitting her down and I told her, you know, this is not how you expected today to go. And you look like you want to cry. So go ahead and do it. And when I did, it opened up the water gates and she just bawled. And that's a big thing here is it's, it's okay. It's okay to react to this. And that's the, the players on the field. It's okay. You need to get it out. You need to talk to somebody. You need to, to process this. And the last thing we need to do is worry about football. We need to worry about DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know I went long there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, you, you literally just said it's okay to react. Don't 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 sell yourself short on your own reaction. Jeez, dude, it's okay. Well, and it's and and, and you know what? The funny thing is, is and I this is this has become a big deal for me. I as a as a as a paramedic um, early on, I did not do this stuff. I internalized a lot of what I saw. I internalized the trauma that I thought mm-hmm. that, that I witnessed mm-hmm. and I was a part of, and it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was a huge mistake, and I, and I tell youth kids all the time, these, these kids going to be doctors and nurses, I give them my phone number and I say, hey, please call me up. When you have that shift, when you have that procedure, call me up and get it out. And again, it's not just in the medical field. The, the, the medical field is one that sees this a lot, but it's in sports. It's in football here. It's in other things. You know, this, th- these types of injuries happen. We saw this happen in soccer back in 2021. A Denmark player collapsed on the field had to have life resuscitation to bring him back. And it's traumatic for everybody. It is traumatic to see these things, and we need to talk about it. We need to have these conversations because it's not – we're not going through what DeMar Hamlin's going through or his family. Mm-hmm. No, they are going through a much bigger tragedy, and they are going through a much harder situation. But for those of us that witnessed it too, it is difficult. And, and the sport and the business – have to be separated from this, and it needs to focus on human life because at the end of the day, it's human life. This is just a game. You know, I, I know we all get super excited about our team. We get so distraught when our team loses, and we get so high when our team wins. It's great, but at the end of the day, it is a game. It's a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. Just a game. Okay. Uh, one thing before we uh, before we go, uh, I did want to share um, – the National CPR Foundation. You can find that at nationalcprfoundation.com. If you want to take a class, get a certification in CPR or first aid, you can go to that URL or check with your county health department. Is that right, Irby? County health department's the place to go? Yeah, yes, sir. No, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, there, there are classes everywhere. Uh, there are free classes. Um, our county, we absolutely hold these CPRs. Uh, CPR, first aid training, stop the bleed. These things are out there. They are free, like you said, Bill. They are free, and they are huge. They, we, we, I could, we, I could spend a whole show and tell you story after story after story where you, you have no idea when this comes into. You never know when you're going to need it. You never know. So yes, great, great skill in life to have mm-hmm. CPR training. All right. Well, one little piece of housekeeping. Obviously, we didn't step into our time capsule tonight. Um, it's not as much fun with only Irby and me. 
so <laughs> when Samantha's back next week, the time capsule will also return. Don't worry, guys. It didn't go anywhere. It'll be back next week along with Samantha. So for now, though, that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Until next week, go take that CPR class. Call it, call it lollygagging homework. Get yourself certified. You may save a life.